Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. This is a show where I offer personal perspectives to brides and wives and to grooms and guys on things to consider before walking down the aisle, as well as some lessons that will endure before and after the wedding ceremony. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. First off, apologies for the sound quality today. My little one isn't feeling well. He's down with uh, the cold and um, he also has a cough as well. And so the folks at the crash were anxious, understandably so, given the times that we're in, about having him uh, mixed with the rest of the kids. So he is uh, home with me today. And uh, I am doing the thing that uh, some of our parents before us did, and I think some of us will continue to do for uh, you know for years to come. I'm just using the television to help out as a nanny, so I've just put on the TV, I've plunked him in front of it, so that I can make this recording while he is occupied. So we'll see how long um, this lasts. And um, anyway. If you get any interruptions or any spikes of noise, then uh, given the explanation that I have uh, put before you guys right now, I'm sure you understand where, why, and what is going on. Okay, so um, yesterday we started off on me responding to things out there in uh, movie land and social media about what um, love is. And we looked at something from The Haunting of the Hill, episode 10, uh, don't ask me what that show is, I don't watch it, and yes, I know that what I did is intellectually lazy because I'm making a comment about something that went on um, in a series or in a movie, and I haven't watched it myself to get what the original context was, but yet I'm uh, making a comment. So yes, I know that what I'm doing is intellectually uh, lazy. So if you... Uh, dear listener, I'm going to engage in these kinds of exercises. I would recommend to you, and uh, I am telling you to do as I say, but not as I do. I would recommend that you actually get the material and get the original context first before um, running commentary um, on it. So, like I said, do as I say, but not as I do. So I'm going to proceed anyway, even though I'm being kind of hypocritical on that one. So we ran through... Um, the popular ideas about how love is supposed to make you throw away logic, uh, throw away reasonable patterns of behavior, and um, how love um, soothes us to the harsh reality that uh, make up our day-to-day life. So anyway, those are some of the things that we went over in the last episode, and also a little bit of uh, defining on what love is, about how it involves balancing um, um, your good, the other person's good, basically willing the good of one person for the sake of the other person's sake. So basically how um, uh, true love, or love so speaking, is me reacting in a manner where I will the benefit and the absolute good of patience, my wife, or my boys, um, but I do, but uh, in doing so, I'm doing it for their sake and not my own sake. Uh, an easy way of explaining that, or rather, an easy example that I think uh, my Nigerian listeners can relate to, would be how uh, back in the day, I'm, I'm an 80s kid, <clears throat> so for those of us who are, so excuse me, <clears throat> 
So for those of us who are late 70s and early 80s children, we remember back when we were heading out of uh, secondary school and getting ready to make the jump to university. Our parents had lots of advice about possible um, career choices. But looking back now, you would see that uh, for some of them, for some of our parents, uh, they were trying to make the best decision for us, you know, making a look, um, having a look at what Nigeria seemed to be becoming and giving us career advice accordingly. While for some other parents, it was about remaking us in their own image and likeness. And so in that regard, you will see that the you'll be able to pass out which is the more proper idea of what love is. So for parents who were doing the best that they could, uh, that they could, given their survey of the Nigerian landscape, looking at how things were going and advising us accordingly that, you know what, I think you should study uh, law, medicine, accounting, whatever, because they thought that that was what would give us the best um, opportunities and the best promise, um, the way that Nigeria was heading back then, uh, you could say that that was an act of love. But if someone said, I am a senior advocate of Nigeria, and uh, it is our family legacy. Um, no son of mine is going to be a uh, a painter or a doctor or whatever. I'm a son. You have to be a lawyer. Then uh, you can see that, well, that is a loving act, yes, because you want the good of the child, but it's not for the child's benefit. In that case, it's more for the parent's um, benefit. Anyway, no point in rehashing what we uh, have discussed in the previous uh, two episodes. So today, I'd like to tease out one more thing. Um, if you guys will remember from the last episode, or maybe the one prior, I mentioned that some of these ideas about willing uh, the good of the other for the sake of the other are taken from uh, classical, uh, classical ancient Greek philosophy, basically, but which has found uh, usefulness in the Christian context because um, you know, God is the source of all uh, knowledge. And so uh, if we find something that is uh, good and of um, value, there's absolutely no reason why it cannot form part of the uh, discourse that we have um, as Christians. But of course, one caveat being that we cannot stray from what has been revealed and what has been handed down uh, to the apostles. But that's a larger conversation in its own um, case. That's for those of you who might say uh, we are Christians or we are Muslims. So why are we making reference to uh, classical um, Greek thought? But that's a discussion for another day. So bottom line is, in that um, vein, um, realizing that these ideas pull from ideas of uh, you know folks like Aristotle and uh, older, there was this idea that they had at the time, which I think will be a lot useful for those of us who are modern couples, those of us who've been married for a bit, and those of you who are getting ready to walk down the aisle. And there's this idea that love cannot exist without friendship and without equality. So let me repeat it again. We've gone past what the definition of love is, and we're now looking at what the prerequisites for love are. And one of those prerequisites are friendship and then equality. So um, they are related because you can't really say you're friends with someone if you are that person's um, superior. 
you have uh, power and influence over that person. So in, even in the normal sense of the word, even if we look at it in the Nigerian context, we can't really say um, Buhari is my friend, even if both of us were cool like that and we know each other. I mean, he's a 70-year-old dude and um, I'm in my early 40s. So you can say we're cool, but you can't exactly say we're friends because he's, you know, my father's age mate. Well, if my father were alive anyway. And um, so let's see, what else? Okay, and then uh, friendship. And the, so, um, yeah, so that's how equality leads into friendship. And then friendship, of course, uh, ties in quite smoothly um, with uh, love. Because one reason why you are going to will the good of the other person is because you stand in a certain relationship to that person. And uh, friendship is the most, uh, well, let's say, the most uh, common the most common strands that run through um, that run through uh, all these things. So, uh, to have love, you need to have friendship, and you need to have equality. But remember, we're not speaking about these things in a very uh, strict sense, because of course, someone might ask that: What is the where is the equality between uh, me and my sons, for instance, since I'm older than them by? Uh, 35 years apiece so what is the uh, what is the equality that lies there so let's not look at it from uh, in a strict sense like that because yes there's a sense in which I'm not equal to my children because I'm older than them and I'm in authority over them but uh, within the um, within the Christian framework uh, the Christian frame of thought there is room to say that I am equal with my children because all of us are created in the image and likeness of God. And so because of that, we are of equal value. I just happen to be ahead of them in the journey, which is what imbues me with a sense of authority over them. And, uh, and which is what qualifies me to be their protector and their guide. But in a sense, we're equal, even though if you look at things from a technical perspective, um, we are not equal. And the same applies uh, when we start talking about friendship as relates to um, a man and his sons, or um, uh, um, you know, parents and their, uh, and their kids. Anyway, so let me not stray, let me not go on for too long, I'm afraid that I might be opening up um, portals that are beyond what we discuss uh, on the podcast. So, yeah, a prerequisite for love, friendship, and equality. Now, some of you might say, I'm still not buying it that friendship and equality are necessary for love. And so I'm going to give one example that uh, we are all familiar with, or that at least should be able to resonate clearly with us. When people sacrifice themselves for total strangers... And these things have happened in the past. You know, we've heard of uh, people in the Holocaust or maybe people in um, uh, Sudan, uh, Somalia, you know, where people from the opposing tribe um, gives their life to save people um, from the other end. I mean, these things have happened. There were uh, Germans who placed themselves in harm's way to save Jews and who even lost their lives um, uh, because they are trying to protect the Jews, uh, and the same for the um, uh, the Hutu and the Tutsi uh, over in Rwanda, and on and on. So those things happen, and uh, sometimes they are spoken of as an act of love. But if we look at it in a much more um, let me see normal context, away from the pulpit, a lot of people would describe those actions as noble. 
that they gave themselves for a total stranger is regarded as a noble act, but not really as an act of love per se. And that is because uh, the element of friendship here is missing. So um, anyway, that's an extreme example, but one that I hope has been able to show that the prerequisites for love uh, include friendship and equality. So my advice um, signing off is let's stay away from um, pulp romance. Okay, maybe not stay away, but we should always have that at the back of our minds when we're watching pulp romance that we shouldn't take these things too uh, seriously. Um, uh, okay, yes, well, of course, um, the reason why I say that is uh, those of you who've been listening to the podcast know you know, the, the kind of movies that I like and that I really loved uh, to all the boys that I've loved before. Uh, the movie on Netflix, um, you know, cheesy stuff, really, really cheesy stuff. But um, let's not take these things uh, too much to heart when coming up with concrete ideas about um, about uh, love uh, and friendship, especially when we're trying to impart uh, those kinds of things, knowledge of these kinds of things, to our uh, to our kids. So uh, I think that's it. Okay, yes, and one more. Um, word for the men amongst us who um, listen. One of the reasons why we have a lot of chaos around these things, uh, family, um, marriage, male-female relations, is precisely because men, uh, we have not been living up to what our roles and our responsibilities are, and we have been playing the game, uh, we haven't been playing the game in the right way. And so that's one thing that we have to take on board going forward. Uh, since we now know that love is willing the good of the other for the sake of the other, we're not supposed to lord it over our families. I'm supposed to be thinking about the good of my sons, and I'm supposed to be thinking about the good of my wife. And I'm also supposed to be thinking about the good of my in-law and uh, my mom. But, you know, for now, let's just say primarily uh, the nuclear family. And with that in mind, my children are not going to grow up with a warped idea about what fatherhood is and what about what manhood should be. My wife, if I do my job right, is not going to be walking around resentful, um, mouthing off to all her friends and spewing on about the evils of patriarchy because she will have... Um, a solid example and foundation for what um, uh, a masculine loving relationship um, should be. And by doing that, uh, those of we uh, husbands or boyfriends or whatever you are, fiancés, who choose to live up to this ideal, we're going to contribute greatly to the healing that needs to be had in this modern atmosphere where you have people running around uh, talking about all kinds of things about uh, patriarchy is the enemy we need to tear down the family uh family and patriarchy are the oppression of women um you know and all uh, all that vitriol that is out there uh around uh these ideas of uh, family and marriage so men let's realize that um we are the cause of the problem and that's because we haven't been living up to our own end of the bargain so this is what love means we're supposed to will the good of our wives and our children for their own sake and not because of our own sake or because it is um, convenient. So the ultimate conception of um, love is uh, the sacrificial love. And then remember, when it comes to choosing a spouse, we should be looking at equality and friendship. So yes, it might be easier if you get the young girl that you know you can put her under your thumb uh, because that's a nice way to run life. But... Um, 
you might now end up with all these uh, oppressive scenarios that now make the whole thing worse because we now have another generation of women and children who run around talking about how um, patriarchy has failed them and uh, marriage and family um, are a burden. So uh, young men listening to the podcast or younger men, since I'm still a young guy, please let's take all of this to heart and let's do our own bid to bring um, healing and reconciliation to this uh, fractured um, situation because it really pains my heart when I hear another person on the, on the podcast or see people, sorry, on podcasts, not my own podcast, or see people on television going around yapping about how uh, marriage is um, career suicide, um, uh, children are oppressive. Uh, we need to radically um, redefine the role of family. We need to do away with uh, uh, outmoded ideas about family and all that stuff that you uh, see basically when you listen to um, um, contemporary podcasts and watch uh, contemporary programming on TV. That's if you're interested in these sorts of things. So yeah, I think I've gone on on the soapbox for too long, so I'll just uh, wrap it up here. Love, will the sake of the other person, men, remember to do your own part so that we can bring um, healing and friendship and equality are a significant part of the equation. So, uh, Kunle, as you're looking at Kemi and you are making that assessment, these are some of the things that you should look at. Are Kemi and I friends? And can we, can I truly say that Kemi and I um, are equals and that I'm going to be able to love her uh, this way, um, the right way? And um, of course, I can confidently say the right way because we can see that this is a tradition of understanding love that spans not just um, uh, uh, Christian ethics but predates even to the ancient Greeks as well. So we can say that um, if the pagans uh, find this to be true and the Christians find this to be true, I guess it's good enough for the rest of us. So I'll wrap it up here so I can go and take care of my little one. So thank you for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next recording.